Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So welcome to this very long video, but this is one that's going to bring a lot of information to this character who's extremely creepy and extremely powerful. So, the beloved queen of the stars, bringer of chaos, or simply known as Abeloth. Whatever name that was given to such an ancient and dangerous being as her, what remained unwavering was her tremendous power and connection to the Force, in both the dark and, interestingly enough, the light side. A creature that lived for a hundred thousand years before the Battle of Yavin, able to assume the form of any being whose life energy she had consumed, though her true appearance was that of a woman with an overly large mouth, sunken tiny eyes, short thick arms, and writhing tentacles in place for fingers. Imprisoned for most of her existence by the Ones, a family of, lack for a better description, immortal force gods who I've covered in several videos, only to escape after thousands of years to menace Luke Skywalker and his Jedi Order, as she attempted and came close to wiping out all of civilization in the galaxy. However, as supervillain origin stories tend to go, the woman that became Abeloth didn't start out evil. Her real name remains unknown, but the earliest information available on her is that she was a mortal in the service of the Ones on a jungle planet they made their home. There she was simply known as the servant and attended the father, the daughter, and the son, all the members of the Ones. How many years she fulfilled that particular role for them is unknown, but at some point she was accepted by them as one of their own and became the mother. In this new position, when not doting on the father, she helped make peace between the dark side powered son and the light side daughter whose brutal rivalry had been a blight for the planet. So, she steered the sun's savage powers towards a more beneficial use, by having him carve out caves and passages in the walls of the valley that they lived in, and she got both siblings to repair the devastation and destruction their warring had caused. Under the mother's guidance, the ones achieved a happiness they had not known before, nor since. No, their bliss was short-lived, especially for eternal beings. For, you see, while the ones remained immortal, the mother didn't. Even though she was made a member of the family, she was still very much mortal and continued to age, while her family didn't. As she grew older, her hold over the siblings' rivalry also became weaker and weaker, and she began to fear they would one day just abandon her. So, desperate to not lose them, or for them to abandon her, 
and wanting to stop her family from tearing each other apart, she decided to commit an act that was made strictly forbidden. The newly revival of his children's hostilities and the chaos that had ensued was keeping the father distracted. So, the mother sneaked into an overgrown courtyard and approached an ancient fountain that actually contained a nexus of dark side energy, which was said to give limitless power of all the past and the future. The fountain was known as the Font of Power, which the son had drunk from long ago, and the mother, having made up her mind, drank from the fountain too. She then bathed in the pool of knowledge, which was also a nexus. But if bathed in, the pool didn't give limitless power. Instead, it would bestow knowledge of all past and future, just as it had for the daughter when she had soaked in it. But because the mother was mortal, the nexus's power affected her differently than they had the son and the daughter. Though her actions had endowed her with power, the font and the pool also completely corrupted and twisted her until she transformed from the mortal mother into an entirely different dark side being, into Abeloth. With her newfound powers, she was quickly able to overwhelm and stop the siblings, demanding and compelling them to bow before her. Appalled with what she had become, the father swiftly stepped in and took his children away with him, forever leaving the planet behind and fulfilling the very destiny Abeloth had attempted to prevent. Her family had now abandoned her, joining the dark side to try to prevent a tragedy, only for that to end up being why the tragedy happened in the first place. It kind of has a familiar ring to it, doesn't it? Now, where have I seen that before? Losing her adopted family broke Abeloth's mind, driving her insane, and only served to further intensify her need to be loved and adored. Though realizing what a danger their former mother now had become, the son and the daughter sought out an insectoid species that lived on the planet of Alderaan, called the Kilik, and joined their sentient hive, taking control over them. Through joining the Kilix Collective, the son and the daughter were able to share their immense force powers with the entire hive. They then commanded these force-empowered intelligent bugs to build huge technological wonders capable of moving entire planets and manipulating black holes. Using one such machine, named Centerpoint Station, the siblings molded the spherical shell of black holes around their former home. Then they placed a smaller version of Centerpoint within the system, later named Sinkhole Station. That was used to maintain and stabilize the cluster of black holes they had arranged around it, creating a black hole cluster that would be known as the Maw. But what wasn't known by the wider galaxy at large was that the Maw existed for only a singular purpose, to imprison one being. Out of the countless trillions throughout the galaxy, Abloth posed that much of a threat. Once their task was complete, the ones removed their force powers from the Kilik Hive and withdrew from the galaxy to their new home on Mortis, where they would remain until their demise thousands of years later, only ever in that time returning to the galaxy whenever Abloth would figure out a way to escape her black hole prison, and they would have to put her back in. This would happen ever so often through the millennia until the ones were no more and only Abloth remained, more alone than ever. Those periods through the eons that were marked by her escapes were considered by the insectoid Killick to be what initiated a cycle of chaos and devastation that affected the whole galaxy, each time leading to war and destruction. Abeloth also possessed the ability to enter a realm within the Force that was made to look like an exact copy of the planet that she had lived on once with the Ones. This realm, named Beyond Shadows, was accessible to all Force sensitives who were able to separate their minds from their bodies, 
such as the Mindwalkers, a mixed sect of Force users who would come to inhabit Sinkhole Station within the Maw, and who Abloth would quickly exert her will and influence over, for she was overwhelmed with loneliness and a need to be admired and feared. Her desperation for any contact at all would cause her to reach out Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline to any Force sensitives who may have entered the Maw and ingrained in them the Force, her spellbinding urge and desire for companionship. Like a moth to a flame, these Force sensitives would be drawn towards her prison and would find Sinkhole Station, meditate, and through the Force, their minds would leave their bodies and enter the realm beyond shadows, where Abeloth would be waiting for them to feed off their life essences, absorbing their strength as she did with the Mindwalkers. Around four and a half decades after the events of A New Hope, the galaxy was recovering from two devastating back-to-back -back wars, one with an extragalactic warrior species called the Yuuzhan Vong who had annihilated the New Republic and almost conquered the galaxy and created a new galactic civil war, begun by Darth Cadus, the grandson of Darth Vader. Now I'm going to be covering him who was the original Kylo Ren in another video. During Cadus's war, Center Point Station had been destroyed. With the ones passed on and Center Point no more, the smaller sinkhole station began to break down and fall into disrepair, allowing Abeloth's power to grow once more. It was also Darth Cadus, the former Jason Solo, which brought Luke Skywalker, along with his son, Ben Skywalker, to come across the Mindwalkers within the Maw. The two Skywalkers were trying to retrace the steps Jason Solo had taken during a mysterious five-year journey that he took shortly after the war with the Yuuzhan Vong. During this journey, he had visited other Force sects scattered throughout the galaxy. These were neither Jedi or Sith to learn unique uses and abilities of the Force from them, which had included the Mind Walkers. So, Luke and Ben came to see them and soon learned how to enter the Beyond Shadows realm. Once inside, Luke spotted a woman obscured in mist. It was Abeloth. She beckoned the Grand Master to speak with her, but Luke sensing the danger, refused. Meanwhile, a lost tribe of Sith, who had been cut off from the galaxy since the time of Nagasato, had recently returned to space and were eager to conquer once more. Abeloth, who was well aware of them, had manipulated these Sith into forming a strike team to attack Luke at the Maw. But when they showed up, Abeloth demanded that the two Jedi be captured, rather than eliminated. The Sith, however, soon decided to ignore her order, and went in for the kill, not that it really mattered, but the ambush failed, as their target was Luke Skywalker, and he quickly proved that he was the Grand Master of the New Jedi Order. Only one member of the Sith Strike Team survived to escape alive. Luke and Ben soon made their own escape from Abeloth and away from the Maw. But she was just getting started, and was able to insert her will and twist the minds of some Jedi into believing that any Jedi not under Abeloth's control was an imposter and an enemy. She lured many of these Jedi into the Maw so she could drain off of their energy. Abeloth had managed to grow more and more powerful, until she was finally able to escape Sinkhole Station, destroying it, along with the Mind Walkers and freeing herself from her prison. In the meantime, however, a group within the Lost Sith tribe had come to realize that Abeloth was an even greater threat to them. 
than the Jedi. So, Luke had made an uneasy alliance with these Sith to return to the Maw together and destroy Abeloth. But when they arrived, they were only greeted by the debris that marked the remains of Sinkhole Station. And so instead, they decided to travel to Abeloth's planet, the same that had once been where she lived with the Ones. Once they landed, Luke and the Sith found Abeloth in a courtyard by the end of a cave. The very same courtyard that she had entered when she had transformed from the Mother to the vile creature she had become. She quickly took on the appearance of a female Jedi named Callista Ming, a former long-lost lover of Luke Skywalker's, in the hopes of manipulating him. But the Grandmaster soon saw through her deception and realized that Abloth had actually devoured and ended the life of his former love, and so he immediately struck out at her. As the battle ensued, Luke's Sith allies, obeying their nature, naturally betrayed the Jedi and tried instead to use a dark side technique called Control Web, which required several of their tribe to initiate in order to generate a force web that would control the mind of any creature or creatures beneath it. The Sith hoped to use this control and capture Abeloth so she could serve them, but they had seriously underestimated her power. She let loose a powerful force wave, knocking her assailants aside. She then fled back into the cave, killing any Sith in her way. But Luke and the other Sith quickly recovered and pursued her, and just as she was preparing to unleash another deadly wave of dark side energy, Luke stabbed her through the chest with the green blade of his lightsaber. She collapsed, seemingly dead. The Jedi and other beings that had been under her control were suddenly freed of her influence. But investigating further, Luke and the Sith soon realized that Abloth had somehow switched bodies with another being, and thus, she was still alive. One of the Sith tribe members, High Lord Sarosu Talon, who was told about the Pool of Knowledge, went to it to see if looking into it could reveal Abloth's location. But after seeing a glimpse into the future that had revealed the Jedi Queen, who was destined to stop the Sith tribe's intended invasion of the galaxy, the High Lord jumped into the pool and began to slowly transform into an entity similar to Avaloth. Because of this, a brief duel broke out between Luke and his Jedi against the Sith, but the Jedi managed to escape. Both Jedi and Sith eventually tracked down Avaloth on the planet Padir with the Falanasi, where High Lord Talon wanted to capture Avaloth so that she could explain to him what exactly he was becoming. He had discovered he couldn't eat mortal food anymore. Abloth then began to feed him dark side energy from her tentacles. But while Talon was distracted, another member of the Sith tribe took the opportunity to kill him before he could become like Abloth. Though the Jedi and Sith managed to wound her, Abloth escaped once again. Luke, Ben, and one of the Sith soon caught up with her in the city of Crystal Valley on the world of Nam Koryos. There, Abloth again took on the appearance of Luke's former flame, Callista Ming, in the hopes of trying once more to get the Grand Master to join her. However, her using Callista's form over and over made Luke realize that Abloth's control over Callista's spirit might not be so absolute that Callista also had some influence over Abeloth. So, Luke allowed Callista's spirit to engage him, expanding both of their presence in the Force and sharing his memories of their past together, feeling her love for him and pain and loneliness she felt after being consumed by Abeloth. As Luke, Abeloth, and Callista were engaged in this Force communion, the Sith tribe once again attacked Abeloth with another strike team. Taking advantage of her distraction, Luke used a Force technique called Memotherapy or vein rooting, which was normally used to visualize a target's memories in the Force and then eradicating them. But Luke used the technique to rip Callista's spirit free out of Abeloth, 
freeing her spirit and weakening the beloved queen of the stars. But once more yet again, she managed to escape. It's a cool story, and I'm skipping over a ton of material here because we would just be going on forever and ever. I mean, this video is already long enough, so if I covered everything, there would be a lot of confronting Abeloth, only for her to escape. Confronting her again, but she escaped. So this video is just moments through the nine book series, but it is worth the read. Anyway, after some of the other events transpired, the Sith tribe and Abeloth decided to form an alliance instead and use their combined power to destroy their common enemy, the Jedi. However, Abeloth didn't like sharing power. So, in the middle of the night, she appeared before the tribe's ruler, Lord Darish Vol, as he slept to kill him. By entering his mind, unbeknown to her, Lord Darish, who was the leader of the tribe because of his strength in the dark side, was not as helpless as he appeared, and he was actually allowing Abeloth to enter his mind on purpose so that he too, in turn, could use the force to enter hers. There, he saw the source of her loneliness and pain, her deep need to be admired and worshipped, her assassination attempt had now turned into a mental duel on a type of an astral plane. He used her despair against her, telling her that she was unloved. Eventually, she was able to free herself from Darish's grasp and unleashed in fury a wave of dark side energy that killed thousands in the Sith tribe's capital city. But just like she had with certain Jedi before, she had inserted her influence over several of the Sith as well who left the capital with her as devoted followers. Okay, so if you're still with me, I want you to comment down below right now because we're almost at the end of it. She would confront Darish again much later on Coruscant, which ended with the High Lord's head being removed from his shoulders. She had taken the appearance of a popular senator and planned to make herself the new head of state of the galactic government. Again, I'm skipping over a lot of story here. She had manipulated and killed her way to getting the job, but her reign would soon come to an end when the Jedi attacked Coruscant, beating back the Sith tribe into the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. Knowing the tribe would soon be defeated, Abloth caused a catastrophic earthquake throughout Coruscant, threatening billions to distract the Jedi as she kidnapped Ben Skywalker and a young female Sith named Vistara Kai. Vistara had aided the Jedi in their hunt for Abeloth and was one of the ones who had killed High Lord Talon before he could become an entity like her. The two young Teenage Force users were taken back to the home planet in the Maw, as she saw an opportunity to recreate the family she had once lost by forcing the young Jedi and Sith to drink from the Font of Power so it could transform them too and they could fill the role of the son and daughter, and the three of them together could become the new ones and shape the galaxy as Abeloth wanted it. To save the two and stop her, Luke used the Force to mindwalk into the Beyond Shadows realm and confronted Abeloth within it. But, as he dueled her, he found an unexpected ally in a Sith Lord who suddenly showed up. This particular Sith was not associated with the Lost Tribe of the Sith, no. This was Darth Krayt, a former Jedi and leader of a secret new order of Sith that were hiding, biding their time to strike out at the galaxy. And this was decades after Luke became one with the Force. Krayt would later then become the new Emperor, but that's a totally different story. Anyways, the Grand Master and the Sith Lord fought Abloth together near the Lake of Apparitions, which if any being stepped in, they would sink into the depths of eternity and never return. So, combining their abilities, the two powerful force beings were able to cast Abeloth into the lake and defeat her. Krayt soon after returned to wherever he had been mediating from, Luke and his Jedi Order were certain that one day Abeloth would have the power to escape the lake and return to terrorize the galaxy again. 
more dangerous than ever before. Whether that be in a hundred or a thousand years, she would return. But knowing about his father's encounter with the ones on Mortis, Luke knew about the Mortis Dagger, the only object that could kill a member of the ones, and also the only thing in the entire galaxy that could kill Abeloth forever. So, it became an ongoing mission of the Jedi Order from that point on to search for the planet Mortis and retrieve the dagger. Whether they ever did or not is not known. As the story will never be finished as soon after Lucasfilm was sold to Disney. I hope you guys enjoyed this super long video. I find it extremely fascinating and I hope that one day Lucasfilm will finish their story on Abeloth and Luke and everything. Even if it's just to be for Legends, that's fine. It's a cool story. This marks the final completion of the story of the Ones. I will be putting all of this into one video eventually. Probably it'll be like an hour long or something. or I don't know, like 40 or 50 minutes. I hope you enjoyed it. Have an awesome rest of your day. Leave a big like on this video if you did have fun and did learn something new. And until the next one, remember, the Force will be with you. Always. Now, fulfill your destiny.